Welcome to episode seven of the Katie and Ryan show. Are you stoked? Are you excited? Are you switching it up? Yeah. I am pumped. You're There's pumped? no one more excited about episode seven than, than I me. Am, than I am. <laughs> so today is May first, the day we're recording this podcast. Oh my gosh, it's May. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be May. May. <laughs> oh gosh. So, anywho, so since it's May, all of the market statistics for April are out. So it's exciting to see where the market's trending coming into summer. So I'm gonna bring up the Riverside County stats. So median sales price in Riverside County is actually up to three seventy, three not three hundred and seventy dollars. That'd be bad. That'd be nice. <laughs> Anyone could buy a home. Three hundred and seventy thousand dollars, an increase from three sixty three thousand from last month and san Bernardino county has a median sales price of three hundred and thirty thousand, which is the same as march same however overall market trends are still healthy healthy good. moving upwards so good yeah. for you sellers out there making some more dinero cashing in money in the bank um so today's topic if we haven't already discussed is selling your house for top market value so there's so many people that I've kind of noticed the term first time home buyer is very common, but something else is like there's first time home sellers or absolutely. And even if you've sold a home before, it's always good to refresh and kind of get a good a feel for right. hey, the overview of the process. It could be very daunting. Like, Oh my gosh, I need to do all this right. stuff. And oh. if you don't really know kind of what's involved, it can really kind of hold you up from doing something that you may very well need to do. Totally. Totally. So, you know, we're going to dive into the nitty gritty, the, you know, the listing process, commission, escrow, all that fun stuff. But I think the most important thing and the first thing we're going to dive into is the why. Why are you selling your home? What's the purpose of it? Are you downsizing? Are you upsizing? Mm-hmm. Do you, are you, are your kids moving off to college? Are you planning on adopting a kid? Like, are you what's... moving to Malibu? Whoa, then you're yeah, going to downsize. <laughs> To a cardboard box, <laughs> at least with my budget. So I think the why is such an underrated aspect Absolutely. of the home selling process. You need to have direction. You need to have an end goal. And it's not just for you, but I think it's for your family, for your more, more so your immediate family. If you get right. every cousin involved, then it's going to become... Gonna, it's going to be just like your wedding. <laughs> just a mess. Speaking from experience. <laughs> so I think it's so important to have direction and know why you're doing it because not only is it going to help you and your immediate family but it's going to help the process in general you're going to be able to you know express the why to your real estate agent and they're going to be able to better better cater to your needs serve you better be a better resource and just they're going to have a better direction too and and their focus and what they're doing for their job absolutely and that kind of brings us into the next part which is you know meeting with a real estate professional and really getting it started Um, A lot of people will think like, oh, you know, I have to paint my house, I have to do this, I have to do that, before they'll even talk to an agent. And when in fact, agents have great resources to vendors because we're constantly using them and we have personal relationships with them. So you know what, before you get your home all nice, neat, and perfect, uh, I really do recommend reaching out to a real estate professional prior because, you know, they have great contacts for you to use as a resource. Totally. And whether it's like a handyman, a painter, a landscaper, making sure your house is, you know, 
the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted as far as your curb appeal and making sure that, you know, you only go onto the market once. Right. There's only one, you know, you, you can't. If you're you, picking the right agent. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. you, you can't unring that bell. So you want to make sure when you're, when you're rolling your house out onto the market, it's done right the first time. Right. And you don't have to worry. It's just going to save you so much of a headache later down the road. Absolutely. When it comes to, you know, just based off what Katie said, when it comes to meeting with a real estate professional, I like... A good real estate agent, they're a one-stop shop. They yeah, can connect you to service. they can connect you to any vendor you need. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of lean on them as much as you need to. You know, say right. say your uncle's a contractor, well, he, obviously your uncle's gonna cut you a break on you know getting your yeah, house. He's you know. a good uncle. <laughs> yeah, so making sure that you know get or you know, I have a contractor, but maybe I need a painter or right. I have a landscaper, but maybe I need a handyman. So mm-hmm. I think that finding a real estate agent from the get-go is just going to save you so much of a headache and yeah. and running around and losing your mind. Right. We're just Why here not? to help bring quiet to the noise. You quiet. Know? Yeah, I like that piece. Yeah. So I'll be like, Ryan, I need a painter. And you said, I got you. Here's two choices. I use them all the time. You know, there's no questions asked. We're not going to recommend someone who's done a bad job. You know, we're exactly. going to recommend only the best and affordable. Exactly. That, so. Affordable is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Shopping for vendors is not fun. We already have a list, so. Yeah, we do have a trusted vendor list. That Mm -hmm. helps. So, Katie, do you want to kind of dive into, you mentioned it a second ago, selecting the right agent. Right. Like, I'm, let's say I'm a first-time home seller. Mm -hmm. I have no connections to the real estate professional world. Oh, my gosh, I'm picking my nose. Right. Uh, (laughs) what do I do? Um, well, you know. So that one in five people now is a realtor. So um, what I highly recommend is that you interview a few, a few realtors because you want to make sure you find the right pair. Um, of course, you have to have some kind of chemistry with them, right? Totally. If you don't want to pick someone who there's, there's no relationship, very dry. It's not going to make it. This is someone who you're going to be trust and trusting with the sale of your home and you want to feel good about it totally you know? and and i think trust is a major pillar to choosing Absolutely. an agent mm-hmm. don't let that be your tiebreaker like oh this person does toy photography and this one doesn't you know yeah. trust is should be one of those major factors foundational yeah absolutely um <clears throat> so you need to have chemistry you need to get along with them you know why because you're going to be talking to them nearly every day of the transactions so. totally totally yeah um and another thing is too one thing i've noticed is sellers not knowing kind of the dynamic that comes with paying the real estate agent um commission isn't everything you know the cheapest deal is not always the best oh yeah um you really want to pay attention to the services that the agents are providing. Is this full service? Are they going to, you know, stage my home? Are they going to get professional photography? And hint, if they do not do professional photography, you should just run. <laughs> if they pull run out their the iPhone to take pictures of your house, just, just, just next. And it's even more so if they get those like old school like 1998 Kodak disposable that have, cameras. have like the date on the <laughs> photo. I'm like, how are those still a thing, you If guys? your agent is going to go to the pharmacy to get the photos developed, just like you said, run for the hills. Just, just run. <laughs> run. Um, so we also wanted to kind of break down the commission. Uh, stand, or there is no standard for commission. Everything is negotiable. So keep that in mind. If someone says the standard is 6%, you know, just know that it's not locked in. 
Totally. So you can definitely talk to your agent about what you're comfortable with. Um, and where does that 6% go? A lot of people think maybe 6% goes all to the listing agent, and that seems like a ridiculous amount of money to go to one guy, right? And it is not. And that's <laughs> not how it goes. Usually we see about a 3% split going to the selling agent, which is the agent who brings the buyer, and 3% going to the listing agent who prepares their home and markets it. Totally. So it's split down the middle. Everyone is enticed evenly. And oftentimes when you see commission being cut, um, the listing agent will take less of a commission. And we'll see that the listing agent is offering less to the selling agent, who is the agent who is bringing the buyer. And unfortunately, we're in the type of market where not everyone's honest and they may steer their buyers away because they're not going to get a 3% commission. They're going to get a 2.5%. And even even more so, I know some agents out there that they see uh, an MLS listing and it shows that they will only provide like 1%, 1.5%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know there's agents out there who are like, well, I'm not even going to show it. Like, right. I'm, I'm not they even going to send this. Unfortunately, yeah. Like, me, I, you know, we don't, we don't do that, but there are agents who do that. Totally, unfortunately. that's something to keep keep in mind when marketing your property. Uh, also, when it comes into the the commission, also discount services come into mind, and that's a very popular topic nowadays. There's plenty of companies out there that offer MLS input uh, only or more a la carte services, and some. There's even, for example, there's one. One example in our farm, Kitty and I's farm, that we've seen on the market, it's been on the market for 130 days, right. and it's one of those discount services, mm-hmm. and you know they're not being served. You know they're just, there's a 800 number on the sign up front, yeah. and they're not getting the service they need. Yeah, and that's a full example of uh, you get what you pay for. You oh, know? totally. And although it's cheaper up front, you pay a flat fee to list your house, you know, is that really worth the time and energy you spend trying to sell your home in that 130 days when you could have had it sold within 30 and moved on with your life. Yeah, I always remember of the example Darren Goldstein gave us, uh, one of our previous podcasts, uh, shout out to Darren, uh, was, you know, there's some things you definitely, you know, get a discount on, like getting a Chipotle sandwich, yeah. or my sandwich, a burrito. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, like using the app, getting a coupon, that makes sense. Those are certain things you should get discounted. But when it comes to a, a six-figure, potentially seven-figure transaction uh, that you're probably only going to do a few times in your life, is that really something you want to skimp on? And I don't think that you know that's something definitely to weigh on and think heavily about. Absolutely, and you want to keep in mind that when an agent takes on the listing, um, they're investing in your home. They're oh, paying yeah. for photography. They're paying for staging. They're paying for things because they are investing in the property and they believe that it's going to sell and going into the relational aspect of it between <clears throat> client and agent if they're if you are already nickel and diming your agent who's a full service agent you know that's not going to bode well for the, <laughs> the course of the transaction in general so i think it's important to just make sure again back to that pillar of trust make sure everyone's on the same right, page absolutely the chemistry is there and things are Happy sunshine and rainbows in Katyville. Like Absolutely. Always are. And oftentimes when we see uh, the realtors, like you've seen the signs that say to only 2% commission, right? Like yeah. uh, those freeway signs, that kind of ordeal. <laughs> uh, one thing I've noticed is if the agents are willing to cut down their commission, they're, they're already taking money out of their own pocket. 
So, like, how does that make you feel in regards to them being in charge of your money? Right. Totally. And one of the big things I've noticed from those, uh, by the way, yesterday I saw one that said 1.9. Like, oh, I'll show you. <laughs> Undercut. But one of the things I've noticed is a lot of the times those are those are a hook. It's it's a way yeah. to get you in the door that you're, they're trying to pull out these dormant sellers. And then once they have you at the table and they're discussing their services and it's like, hey, we're going to charge you more commission for set other items. But it's just kind of a it's kind of a very strong arm sales tactic. I right. feel like I'm, you know, at a car dealership and I open my door and they're like, "Hey, what do you want?" Yeah, yeah, and you can't leave the table unless you sign. You know, yeah, and it's, I don't you like don't that. any kind of agent that makes you do that is kind of questionable. Back to the pillar of trust. Right, exactly. There needs to be trust. There needs to be a relationship because this is such an emotional time in your life and totally. a process. Totally. So going into the next step of selling your home would be establishing a price. I think that's also a super, I guess it could be, it can be a touchy subject. Yes. Uh, especially when it comes to a seller being objective. Right, because this is their home, they've invested X amount, they want to get X amount out, they paid X amount for mm-hmm. it. And, and, let's, and let's address the elephant in the room, that when, when it comes down to someone wanting to sell their house, it's not all about numbers and black and white. There's emotions attached right. to it. These are, this is a home someone's lived in that they've raised their kids in. Mm-hmm. And so to when you express to a seller that, hey, maybe your house isn't worth as much as their, you know, grandiose thought initially, then you know, it, it's definitely something that gets, you know, taken into account. Right. So no my my train of thought is I don't think any agent should provide an exact number on how much you right. should sell your house for. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a range. I think a, a I think an agent is negligent if they don't touch on the price during a special listing presentation right, or right. provide comps or provide a market analysis. Uh, also, run for the hills if an agent provides an automated value. Because guess what? You can just go on Zillow and find that yourself. Yeah, and we've learned about that. Yeah, and there's there's plenty. We're you know we're in 2018. There's it's an analytics-driven society. You can find an automated value nearly anywhere. You can go on Zillow, you can go on Redfin, Realtor.com. Mm-hmm. If an agent's just providing those, then you know, what, what are, are they really demonstrating value? Right. So I think another, another thing to keep in mind is if an agent comes to you with a price prior to seeing the house, uh, I would be raising my eyebrow a little bit because there's plenty of houses that look you know fancy dancy from the outside and you right. walk in and it smells like certain things <laughs> and there's certain i don't know uh the upgrades aren't there right, or right. the the tile floor is all cracked and the utility is not where it should be it smells yeah. like cat pee pee yeah. <laughs> which isn't That's fun. All, that will kill a showing mood oh. just so you know <laughs> fyi but so I would keep in mind don't let don't let an agent give you a price if they haven't seen it. I think that's just odd and weird. After they've seen the house and they can give you more refined value, right. then that's a totally different story. Right. And you know, them coming and seeing the home should take no longer than 5 to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just a quick preview. Um, I know it can be intimidating cuz you're opening your door to a agent and that kind of makes it real, but yeah. it's completely unnecessary in finding the right price. Yeah, totally. And something going back to something I mentioned earlier about being objective, the one of the most common things I see uh, sellers bring up is the previous sales price. Right. I paid this much for this house in this year. And know that doesn't matter if you bought your house a month ago. It doesn't matter if you bought your house a year ago, 10 years ago, 50 years ago. The previous sales price has zero bearing on what current market value is. Right. And I, for example, I, I sold a house last year that they paid 
$33,000 for in, you know, 1950-something. And <laughs> so that obviously has zero, you know, zero bearing on today. But right. I think where it comes into, I guess, more into play is someone goes, well, I bought, you know, at the top of the market in right. 2006, 2007, I paid this much for my house. So I need to, I want more now. Well, it, dep- it all comes down to what the market's at. Absolutely. And the market will always give you feedback. Oh, yeah. Whether you like it or, or not. not. Right. And so once you've established a price, now comes the fun part, right? Fun. We're on the market. We list the house. We've prepared weeks. It's finally ready to be shown. And uh, you want to make sure that your agent is coordinating the showings for you. You don't want to be contacted directly for showings Mm -hmm. because it's just really a hassle. And to have your agent filter is going to be so much more peaceful for you mm-hmm. um one thing you'll notice is your agent will try to give you as much notice as possible right on the multiple listing service uh they will say um four hours notice eight hours notice 24 hours notice but unfortunately um that's not always how it goes right uh, i've personally been showing buyers around we have this beautiful tour planned we have it all lined up, all my appointments are scheduled, and they see a house that has a for sale sign that may have not matched the criteria, but they want to see it. Correct. And it's our job to make their dreams come true, and sometimes that means, hey, you know what, um, we can probably hit up a few more homes before we ask to see yours, but is there any way we could squeeze in within like an hour? So those things happen, and it's always, always, always best to accommodate them, although it's inconvenient and can be annoying and frustrating at times. It's always recommended to accommodate because you never know that may be your buyer and, and from the perspective of a seller it's it's a numbers game mm-hmm. it's getting eyeballs in and it's getting that might be that person the person who calls and says hey can i see my house in a couple hours or see your house in you know four hours five hours and whatnot and they might not accommodate exactly with your showing instructions it's just like you said it could be a little annoying but hey, just try to make it happen. You make it happen, it's a potential buyer. Right, and then you're gonna have showings that cancel last minute. So just remember that it's just the name of the game. It's a sales game. Do your best to accommodate and you'll have the best results possible. Don't hit your agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't hit the player, they hit the game. They are just the messenger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we get a lot of questions, you know, what if we're not getting a lot of showings? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, it could be the pictures online. It could be even the description. It could also be the pricing, maybe an issue. It could be negating a lot of buyers from looking at it. Uh, so there are quite a few signs. Um, so do just coordinate that with your agent, kind of work that out with them and seeing if you don't aren't getting a certain amount of showings, then see what action steps you can take to Totally. You put it perfectly. I think that it's so important to coordinate with your agent and get feedback from them is, is this normal? Because every property in every different situation, so whether it's urban, suburban, rural, it's going to be a different amount of showing that should be typical. So talk to your agent, find out if this is normal. Right. If you're having, you know, one showing a week, if you're having five showings a week, it depends what's going to be the, how many days on the market you've been. Right. There's so many different factors. So talk to your agent. They should be able to give you... Uh, clarity 
Absolutely. And keep in mind that uh, if you're having repeat showings, it's a really good sign. Totally. If you're if someone's coming in twice, three times, yeah, that's really that's, good. That's the wife dragging the husband to see the house. Correct. So you got to check this out. And so many times, I'm going to take a step back here real quick. So many times when it comes to the perspective of a seller, the best thing to do is take your seller head off and put the buyer head on right. and just look at it from that, that end. Uh, what do you think you should be doing? What do you think a buyer sh would be looking for? You know, walk through your house with the perspective of a buyer and say, hmm, you know, what what would I want differently? Or what would, right. I, if, what would I want to buy, you know, in order to buy this house? Right, so. and can I see myself living here? Correct. And that's why this is kind of a whole nother <laughs> mind, um, a whole nother track, but like making sure you don't have too many family photos. Like there's so many tiny details that you should absolutely go over with your agent. Yeah. And they'll facilitate that. Totally, completely agree. One last thing I wanted to bring up here was open houses. And I always get asked, oh, how many open houses should I have? Is there a number, a certain number? Mm -hmm. uh, and again, that comes down to talking with your agent. Right. And I know that there's, if you can Google open houses, and one of the things that first things will come up will be like, oh, agents use open houses to attract buyers to themselves, not necessarily to sell a property. Mm -hmm. Elephant in the room. True, however, I will say that there is uh, a reduction of friction when it comes to showings and scheduling showings on the buyer's end when you see open houses. Right. If I'm taking my buyer out to check out five houses and I notice two of them are open houses and they may be like borderline, may fit the criteria, but I can definitely, you know, get in, get in we'll, we'll hit those up too. Yeah. So it, it, open houses reduce friction, especially on the weekends. I definitely say Saturday, Sundays, afternoons. Why not? Midday right. afternoon. Yeah. And you know what? It's... Again, sales is a numbers game, and mm -hmm. even though the pers the people who come into the open house may not buy the open house, they may have a cousin who's looking to move into the neighborhood, mm -hmm. and guess what? They know exactly how your sh home is, how it shows, so it's just about maybe it's not them, but maybe it's someone they know. At the end of the day, open houses can't hurt. Yeah, absolutely, and within our brokerage, uh, they've actually sold homes because the person came in through an open house. Yeah, I want to buy this. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Um, so that brings us to probably the most emotionally high point, right? Dun, dun, dun. Good. <laughs> um, offers and negotiations. That's a, it's a big topic. It is. That alone could probably be a podcast as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So if all goes well in your showings and your entire being on the market, listing your house process, there's going to be an agent that's going to bring an offer from a buyer. And potentially even more than one agent brings on offer right. from a buyer, which was always a good thing. It is. So know that one of the big things when it comes into with offers and negotiating, it's not always just about the price. Mm -hmm. Terms matter. If there's per diems, if there's closing costs involved, the term of escrow. Yeah. There's so many things you can that can factor into an offer outside of price point as well. Absolutely, because you can have a full price offer, and then if you look under terms, if they ask for $5,000 in closing costs, just subtract that from the amount, you mm -hmm. know? Totally, and it can, come down, it can come down to so many things like someone waiving a certain contingency that makes an offer more appealing. Or Again, this goes back to coordinating with your agent because every house, every situation is so unique. Right. Making sure that you have a good agent that can just explain the terms to you. Uh, in layman's terms, yeah. because we're not all real estate attorneys and right. know every little nitty gritty what thing. Is an EMD? I don't know. Exactly, exactly. So it's so important to make sure that you can just get clarity of mind when it comes to it. Uh, the I think the last thing when it comes down to offers and negotiation would be n the process of you can take it, you can accept it, 
You can counter it and you can decline it. For <laughs> Kobe. Kobe. So when it comes down to accepting it, that means, hey, this offer is cool. It's gravy. I like it. Let's get into escrow. <laughs> Fire truck driving by. Anyway, so you can accept it, take it, you like it. You can counter the offer saying, hey, maybe I don't like, I don't want to give you $5,000 in closing costs. I'll give you. 2500 or or 3000 or whatever it may be. Right. And there are times where you get an offer and maybe it's not as good as the other offers or so you're going to you're going to respectfully decline. Sweet, no, thank you. <laughs> or there and there are some buyers out there that are like I'm going to I'm going to submit an offer, you know, 100,000 in your list and let's see what happens yeah, just to yeah, see what happens. And, and you can just politely say well, I wasn't thinking so politely in my head, but you could <laughs> decline just nicely smile say no thank you. Um and those are, do you, have, do you have anything to add as far as like accepting, counting, declining? Um, you know, everything is negotiable. So keep that yes, in mind. Yes, totally. Um, another important thing is to keep in mind, this is kind of goes back to the listing, um, structures that are attached to your home. Like if you have a gazebo and that thing is bolted in the ground, you need to make sure if you're taking that baby with you, you need to put that in your agreement with your agent. I'm going completely off tangent, um, but just remember that everything is negotiable. If they want to use a termite company that you know you do not like, you can counter that out, say use Craig and Sons instead. Um, so yeah. And again, refer to you with your, according with your agent. Of course, they're there to guide you and it's their job to negotiate for you, so. Cool. So our next topic in the process of selling your home is when you're in escrow right and what is escrow mean that's a bizarre word you know ah. growing up my mom was an escrow officer and like all my childhood i know people were like oh what does your mom do i'm like oh she's an escrow officer and they're like what is that i'm like i don't know <laughs> the conversation ends really, there that was where the conversation ended but uh escrow is a neutral third party that facilitates a transaction. And and know that this alone, the, the topic of escrow can be its own podcast right. in and it's of itself. Very, yeah, and it probably will be. We'll, we're kind of giving you the bird's eye view, so it's a little bit less intimidating. So how I like to explain escrow in layman's terms is it's this giant pot of stew. Yep. And the buyers are throwing their ingredients in, the sellers are throwing their ingredients in, and at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, the escrow officer is swirling everything <laughs> together. And at the end of the day, your Buyer is going to get the the keys to the house, mm -hmm. and the seller is going to get their dinero. Right. So throughout escrow, there's so many different parties, so many different you know things that go on. You know, submitting your deposit, you know, to escrow, you know, within a few days of getting the offer accepted. The length of the escrow is mm -hmm. it going to be a 30 day escrow, a 45 day escrow, a 90 day escrow? <laughs> yeah, I've had one of those. Um, the title, you know, get, making sure the there's no issues with title on the property. There's right, no liens, liens uh, mm -hmm. tax liens, um, judgments against the property. There can be so many uh, different things on that end. And then, you know, there's the lending aspect as well, uh, getting the loan funded. Getting, you know, that's all escrow is doing. They're right. they're mixing the stew. Right, and everyone really acts as a team, and it's not, it should it shouldn't be buyers buyers versus sellers. You know, we're all working together. Everyone is on the same team trying to get this thing closed. Totally. And, yeah. And when it comes down to the escrow process, there's other things involved like inspections. A buyer wants most likely have a home inspection done on the property. We recommend the, you do. By the way, if your agent tells you you don't need a home inspection, again, that's another run for the hills thing. Yeah, it's thing. a red flag right there. Yeah, why wouldn't you want an inspection done on your know. house? That's just 
anyway, that's another, that's another thing. Right. So get inspections done on your house. That's so important. Um, also, another thing that gets done is an appraisal. So the if you're getting a loan done on a property, mm-hmm. the uh, lender is going to bring out an appraiser to the property and they're going to do their thing. They're going to measure. They're going to run comps on the area and they're right. going to... They're going to determine value, so that's another aspect of right. And, and they're they're a third party, so they're not they don't work f- under the lender. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hired by the lender just to make sure that the investment is sound. Correct. And again, uh, all these different things we've mentioned: title, appraisals, inspect. Those can all be their own podcast. Absolutely. We're giving you a total, very like skeleton crew bird's right, eye view. To right. The, uh, and and know that your agent is going to handle all this for you. Yeah. We just want you guys to feel comfortable kind of knowing what's involved so that way it's not as intimidating and you're that much closer to making your dreams come true. Yep. Um, so another thing to keep in mind is escrow um, can typically take 30, 45, like Ryan said, 90 days. Uh, the close date is never going to be set in stone just because there are so many things that can happen. Maybe a lien comes up. Maybe there's a second loan on the property. Like. When you open escrow, you kind of open a can of worms, right? <laughs> yeah. We're trying to neatly take care of it, but um, the close date is a moving target. Totally. So we're aiming for this, but it may be a few days before. It may be a few days after. Totally. And things come up. Yeah. And not every transaction goes smoothly. It feels like nowadays something's always coming up. Right. You kind of expect it. Exactly. Whether it could be from repair requests to to getting repairs done to something coming up with the lend- on the lending. There's so many different things. Right. But know that, again, moving target, you kind of said it better. And this is where the trust with your agent comes in, too. Exactly. Because they're going to facilitate, um, and they're going to problem solve. Agents are just problem solvers. Firefighters in a different way. And we're happy to do it. So the last major topic when it comes down to this process of selling your house is closing. When it's all said and done, we're serving the stew. Right. And it really comes down to, like I said earlier, you know, the seller's getting their money and mm-hmm. the buyers getting their the deed to the house and their keys everyone's getting what they want exactly transfer of funds the seller's getting their money and the ownership to the buyer and also another big thing that comes into closing that that a lot of people don't take into account is taking possession getting in and right, out of the property right yeah you want to make sure you're moving out and again yeah. yeah this is where the agent comes into play as well because if let's say you have a family you have a ton of Junk stuff. Yeah. stuff is a nicer way to put Loves. it. Items, of love. Yours. Yeah, <laughs> you should definitely kind of negotiate taking possession and how many days after close you're going to need. Right. Typically, I'll see like three days or so, yeah. or, or a day, mm-hmm. you know, after close. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's just the same day. But make sure you're coordinating with your agent and make sure that you express, hey, yeah, I need more time. I or, need this much yeah, time to get absolutely. all my stuff out of the house because the last thing you want is closing day comes and the buyer comes to get their keys and they go to the house and, oh, oh, wait, you, you're, still, live you still live here. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And then that can become a whole different headache. Right. And um, when transfer of possession happens, you want to make sure you don't have those boxes in the garage. And although during escrow, you have people acting on your behalf, but you know, like it gets the courtesies kind of run out towards the end. Right. And although some people are very gracious, some people are not, you know, as soon as they take possession, it's theirs. You had your chance, you Mm -hmm. know, so just always be sure that you're communicating with your agent. Hey, I need more time or I need to make sure I get these boxes out. Um, I've even like, offered to pick up boxes if they weren't able to make it, you mm-hmm. know? So just make sure um, you have your prized possessions and there's no questions asked. Like. Totally. 
And again, I would be very weary about how much I lean on the other party about, hey, can I leave a couple boxes in your garage? Right. Yeah, that, like Katie couldn't have put it better. She, you you want to err on the side of caution that they're not going to be all, you know, happy willy nilly. Oh, right. yeah, you can leave a few boxes there and come get them later. You should just really get all your stuff just out. Just be, yeah, rather safe than sorry. Yeah, totally. Cool. So we hope you guys feel a little bit more comfortable yeah. about the process. It can be very daunting. But that's why you have a real estate professional to guide you and to take care of you. Like us. Yeah. So if you ever need any help with buying or selling, feel free to reach out to us. Absolutely. We're always happy to help. Even ask, like if you just ask, talk to us. And if you're not sure, talk to a real estate professional. Right. We're not here to force you into a contract. We're just here to help. The right real estate agent. Is right, 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 absolutely. If they try to get you at the closing table. Right, right off the bat. <laughs> like, oh, scary. Uh, totally. But yeah, um, we are so glad you guys tuned in. We're excited to get this posted. Um, we do ask that if you enjoyed it, please share it with someone who may be considering selling their home or perhaps rate it. Let us know how we are, if we can provide better content, if we're great. Five also, stars. Five stars. Also, if there's any topics you'd like to like us to talk about that you don't know about like hey well what the heck is an escrow right that'd be a great topic and we would love to do a podcast on it so always feel free to we're always open to feedback uh let us know what you think uh talk to us yeah and we hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful day take care bye